0: We want to welcome you to Deep In Your Business. My name is Dr. Iglesias. I'll be your host, along with Alvaro Salim Noriega. Des Hoyos. Yes, sir. De Hoyos. De Hoyos. I'm Hispanic, and I always get it wrong. <laughs> and today we're going to uh, be interviewing uh, my good friend, Pastor Spencer. And what's interesting about him is that I met him in death row. So South Florida prison. And uh, we actually shared the same room. So uh, man of God, uh, man, I, I, I watched him witness and preach the gospel. Now, I wasn't in death row. <laughs> he wasn't in death row, <laughs> but we were ministering together. And uh, man, tremendous testimony, man of God. I mean, I think we clicked like right away, man, where we met, man. Yes. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a little small city called Oakland Park. Okay.
1: And um the baby of six, my mother had six kids. Oh wow. wow. I'm the baby. Yeah. So um I got to see a lot of things spoiled. Hmm. You know, and um
0: So you were the oldest, the youngest? The, the youngest. youngest. The youngest. You said yeah. the youngest. Yeah. And, oh, so you were spoiled because you were the youngest. The youngest yes. Oh wow. Nice, yes. nice. Wow. Okay. Yes. So you grew up in Oakland Park Boulevard, Oakland Park, Florida. Oh, Florida. So where's yeah. that at? Have, have you heard of it? No. We've never heard of it.
1: Oakland Park is close to Andrews Avenue. Um is like 5 miles from the beach for a lot of the beach. Oh, so yeah, Down Oakland Park Boulevard.
0: All right. Okay. Between okay. Oakland
1: Park Boulevard and Commercial Boulevard. Got it. It's a okay. Little, small town like five streets. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And where are your parents originally from? My mom is from Commerce, Georgia. My father is from Tampa.
0: Okay, okay. And you grew up with both parents?
1: No. Oh. No. um, Actually, my father was married, and my mom was the side chick. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, so I've seen my father twice (sighs) in my lifetime. Wow. And he um, died when I was nine. Ready to turn ten, and okay. he had
2: five kids with your mom.
1: No, I was the last baby. She moved from Georgia. She's from Commerce, Georgia. She moved down and met him. Okay, and, and that's I,
2: when they when yeah. they had you. Yes, okay. But he
1: was he was married.
2: So your your five brothers and sisters are from other parents and stuff.
1: Yes, from they we have different fathers. Okay, okay.
2: How how was growing up, you know, like that?
1: Because
2: like, for example, like I grew up with my mom and my dad uh and they split when I was like 12, but I always, I was always with my, with my brother and my sister. So we were, you know, like one nucleus. And then my dad had like other kids, you know, out of marriage and stuff. And I, I ended up meeting them like when they were like 20 some or whatever, so when they introduced me, like, "Oh, this is your brother," I was like, "No, he's not." No. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. like, "Oh, this is your brother," and I'm like, "No, he's not." Yeah. Like, you know, he looks like my dad, but I don't even know him. Right. You know, we didn't we didn't eat breakfast together. So, how how was growing up? You know, in 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 your home with like that you know environment, like having kids. You know, from other from other parents, did you guys love each other, or was a lot of a lot of like
1: well um I didn't grow up in a household with um my father kids. Okay. I, didn't, okay. I didn't meet them until I was a, a adult. But what
2: so. I what I mean is like you said you had you know, you my, were you were my mom. You were mom, the sixth, you know, yeah. out of out of. My mom
1: had six kids. Yes.
2: So yeah. your brothers and sister, like the five before, how was your relationship with them?
1: Oh, we had a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah, they spoiled yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they still spoil me to the day, and I'm 57. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Can you
0: believe he's 57? That's crazy. Yeah, That's <laughs> you know? giving me hope. <laughs> he, look, he looks like 30 something. you wow. know? Yeah. Praise like, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: so, God. Yeah. So um, we and we very we very close now. And they was very um, supportive when I went away. They they've always been there.
2: Mm. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, so yeah, because like, you know, families, the interaction with family, especially with brothers and sisters, you know, a lot of times is um, chaotic. Like my best friend, like in my house, you know, me, my brother, and my sister, we love each other, we like there for each other. But for example, my best friend. His brother and his sister—they're always fighting, and they fight for money, mm. and they fight for this and for that. Yeah. And that's so weird to me. So you know, that was kind of like what I was asking—like if you if you had some kind of like weird relationship with your brothers because of you know the the, no, the, the circumstances I, in your house. I was fortunate. Yeah. We nice. um,
1: we even now when we um, have family gathering, you you see the love. Oh, that's you awesome. See the love and um, praise God. I think that comes from my mom disciplining us, mm. teaching us love. The, the real discipline, too. Uh, she, she, really, she really showed us love. Yeah. You know, she didn't make excuses. And she raised six kids by herself. Wow. And she, but she didn't make excuses, and, and she, mm. pushed mm. she pushed us. She pushed us. That's
2: awesome. What do you mean when you say she pushed us? Cause, she, like, Cause people today yeah. don't understand what that means at yeah, right.
1: all. She she pushed us, she she showed us how to um be go getters. Okay, good. Work. You know, Rourke, you know yeah. we, we, we had to start working at early ages. Mm. You know, and, and, and she didn't take our money, but she managed it. Mm. You know, we couldn't go buy what we wanted to go buy. You know, um, we bought our own school clothes. Oh wow she wow. taught us how to budget, she taught That's us awesome. how to wow. you know be disciplined that's so and, cool and, and move forward and we looked at her being a a single parent but i thought we was rich <laughs> mm. wow well but she she had awesome. to be
2: organized in order to raise you know six kids yeah. and and teach you all that she had to be super organized mom and, and dad yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and and yeah. businesswoman you know yeah. like, like so,
0: handling the money and teaching you guys how to how to do that so when I met you, I heard <coughs> part of your testimony, and you had served ten years in prison, right? Yes. Uh huh. Um, what happened? Take us to that day, man. I know it's uh, deep, dark, you know, but um, take us to that day. What happened? Well, um, I, I went. Wow. Um,
1: I had a, a very, very, very disappointing. I got kicked out of high school, hmm. cause I got an ear ring in my ear, and and the the dean and I loved the school that I was at. So when I got kicked out of Northeast High School, ended up at Stranahan High School, and it was different. Hmm. So, uh, it was it was different. I, I ran into some people that um, I liked it. What I saw, it was different to me, but I got. <laughs> Caught in a web. How old were you? I was
0: 15 Okay I was 15 And um, So when you say different From Stranahan To your other school There was more delinquents there? Or like What, what was it, different?
1: It was more delinquents At Stranahan They came from The 6th <sighs> Street area They came from Okay they, It was a um, Park called The Gub And, mm. and They was Gangbangers And they was At that time They was um, Getting money yeah. So by the from
0: one world to, to another. another world. Wow.
1: Yeah. And I got caught up in it. Hmm. And I don't make excuses for what happened, but I would tell anybody that's parenting to, to, to be mindful because I had my mom fooled for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had my mom food for a long time because now I'm the only child in the home. with my other siblings. They grown, married, and, and I'm the only one left, you know, 15 years old, but um, hanging with guys 25 and 30, teaching oh, me wow. with ropes. <sighs> yeah. And got caught up in this world. And, and by the time I got kicked out of Stranahan, you know, I was in 11th grade, got kicked out hand, because I was doing some of the um, wrong things. So, and one thing led to another. I always had a job, and that was the strangest part about it. Mm-hmm. But I, you can't, like the word of God said, you cannot live two lives. That's and it. I was living two lives, mm-hmm. and that second life caught up with me. And when you said that, um, that you
2: had your mom fooled. What do you mean by that? Like, you know, when you were in the other school, you were studying, you were, like, right. having good grades yeah. and whatever, and then when you come to this school, you pretend that you were, like, in the same lifestyle, right. but still, you were, like... I was still, hmm.
1: like, you know, she, she thought I was still um, going to school every day, keeping up with the grades and, and things of that nature, but then stuff started unfolding. Hmm. Because why? She want to see that report card. Yeah. And that report <laughs> yeah. card, don't lie. <laughs> yep. You <laughs> know, so, and... um. <laughs> I never went to um fourth period. I missed like seventy seven days. <laughs> <laughs> straight. What um, would you do when you skip fourth period? I go shoot dice and, and sell dope.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So So what happened when your mom realized that that you've been
1: fooling her? Well, at that time it, it she really couldn't do nothing. Cause now I'm, I'm seventeen and and okay. I'm 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 thinking I'm grown. Mm. <laughs> so and I and I and I told her one day I said you know you don't did your part and I, I move out and that's where it all started. Okay, and I move out the home and um, now I'm grown and and everything is leading to a wrong
0: path. Mm. So um, now I, let me ask you a question. Did she instill the fear of God in you? Were you going to church? Did you know about God at age 15? No, I didn't. You didn't? Okay. My mom was, my mom, um, even
1: though she instilled us, but my mom was actually an alcoholic. Oh. She was functional alcoholic. Wow. So we didn't go to church. Hmm. You know, um, I didn't know anything about God until I met my father's sister. and She was in the church, but... By the end I'm 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 too far gone. I'm too far gone. So um when I really encountered the Lord, he brought back to my remembrance that he dealt with me when I was like eight years old. Hmm. But it wasn't until I was twenty four facing life with an elected chair that he brought back to my remembrance the day that he instilled something in me. Wow. What was what was the incident at eight years old? Well, my mom thought I was having a heat stroke and I, I had an encounter with God. Oh wow. I had an awesome. encounter with God and um wow. I, I spoke in an unknown tongue and wow. and he showed me that very day the difference in all the time, like even when I was doing wrong, it was always there on my shoulder. Mm. But I didn't know how to reach out and grab it. And my aunt was playing a big part in my life, but it was only temporarily. Cause I never really went around because I felt uncomfortable. Mm. But then she'll call me and say, I need to see you. And she'll impart some things in me. And and you know, God always allowed me to come in contact with people that's of the word. Mm. They'll tell me things and then um she bought me a Bible and I, I tried to read it a little bit and you know so but my life as uh, a man of God now I thought I missed a whole lot <laughs> but we cannot forget providence mm-hmm God told me about Providence. I had to go through what I went through in order to be able to go on Florida death row and minister behind the prison gates. Yeah. Because everybody's not fortunate enough to be raised up in church.
2: Yeah, that's true. Now, that's that was really interesting when you said you had an encounter with God at eight. Describe... What happened? Like you know, were you at church? Like how do you experience? No, I God? Was,
1: I was playing. I was playing. I um, I went across the street to get a glass of water for this lady. Um, they used to sit up under the tree across the street from my house, and she used to pay me to go get water for her and stuff. And man, a couple of my friends we was running around playing, and it's like <clears throat> they thought I was having a heat stroke. So it was hot that day, and, and I just went. I went berserk. But and you had you had a vision. Like, what was the deal? I didn't know until I was twenty four. Uh, oh, so it God happened, and back. you had no idea what happened until God you were twenty four. God brought oh, it back. Oh wow, yeah. dude, that's so crazy. And it freaked me out because, like I say, I wasn't raised up in church. I didn't know nothing. So when I was twenty four, I was. Um, I think I was on the 74th day in the county jail, and I had a dream. And God brought back to my remembrance the day that that encounter occurred. And it freaked me out. And my cellmate, he held Bible study in the cell. And that's when God began to open my eyes on the call that he had on my life.
0: Wow. Amen. And
1: he let me know that even though I wasn't raised up in church, and things of that nature.
2: You have been chosen, you know, I by have him.
1: been chosen by wow. him. Wow, that's Amen. so cool.
0: You're going to learn, uh, he's more of like the book of Luke. He's more detailed than the angels. I'm more of a Mark, you know, very short to the (laughs) point. So my question is at 24, what happened? Like what happened that caused you to go to jail, face life in prison with the electric chair? What happened that day? Well, from, it started when I was 17.
1: It started when I was 17. I went to, um, pick up some habits and I'm a fast learner so um I started dealing in drugs I started dealing in drugs and and one thing led to another and between the ages of 17 and 24 I had became this minister society I had guys working for me I had you know things of that nature and um Went to county jail several times, but never spent twenty-four hours in jail. So I'm thinking I'm untouchable. Mm. <laughs> you know, so, um, and in 1991, I had just left Daytona Spring Break, and I got into it with with, with an individual. Got into it with an individual, and and it he turned ugly, and that was. April ninth, 1991, when um, five precincts surrounded my home after I had committed the crime. And I spent 36 days in the county jail before they even charged me.
2: Oh, wow. They just held you there?
1: Yeah. Wow. And they had That's 45 crazy. days to charge me. And on the 36th day... I called home and I, I I I was talking to my brother and I told him, I said, um, I got nine days, man. Hmm. And my brother say, you ain't here? <laughs> he said, man, they indicted you for first-degree murder this morning. We was wondering why you wasn't in the courtroom. And I dropped the phone. What do you mean? Like, they... They
2: sentenced you and they didn't even Indite, tell you to indict. They indicted. No, Indicted.
1: No, they indicted me. They indicted. didn't sentence me. Oh, okay. Yeah. They charged me.
2: But why, why weren't you in the court? Like,
1: they didn't advise you? Like, they, they didn't tell you you had to be there? I, I could honestly say to you, and, and a lot of people ask me these same questions, it was orchestrated by God. Mm. Wow. That's how my testimony evolved itself because wow. you're thinking you're untouchable got nine days, you say. But now you call home and you find out you've been indicted for first-degree murder. Wow. And now that's when it all begins.
2: what you feel, bro, when they told you that? I was... Like the
0: world (laughs) fell apart.
2: (laughs) Like your your soul's (laughs) got to be out of your body, dude.
0: Exactly. So, you you
1: know, I'm 24
2: years of age. Yeah, man. You're like... Like in your prime. Never, like you never, have all your whole never, life.
1: Never spent 24 hours in jail until Sheesh. this moment. till wow. these 36 days. So, you know, now you don't know what to do because now you're in the cell with guys that don't see you on the news. And they saying, man, you done. Sheesh. So now and later that day, my lawyer come see me. He breaks it down, man. You're facing life with the electric chair.
2: Wow, dude. <laughs> the electric chair, bro. That's so, crazy, dude.
1: So, ah. so I'm saying in my mind, I'm saying, what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? You know, so, and at that point, you don't know what
2: to do. Yeah, you're frozen. Like at that moment, you're like ah, frozen. You don't, you, you don't know what to do
1: you know and <laughs>
2: were you thinking about killing yourself like? no
1: no never that yeah. no 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 man afraid to die never learn to live <laughs> <laughs> wow. i know you know i never, so you went to
0: court you went to court we,
1: we um we picked um we had to go to jury okay. pick a jury so i we picked the jury and i was in trial for 2 weeks and they found me guilty wow found me guilty um two two individuals came in and say um that i say wherever i saw the individuals i was going to kill him so that's the last thing that the jury heard but that's what got my case overturned because they wasn't supposed to hear anything else because once the that night the state closed and the defense closed nobody was supposed to hear anything else Pertaining the case. But the next morning when we get the trial, my lawyer say, they got two surprise witnesses and they're not going to let me cross-examine them. So both of them said the same thing. Oh, wow. They say, how long did you know they called me Sherrod on the street? Mm. How long you know Sherrod? All my life. And see, he told me he was going to kill him wherever he saw him at. The next one said the same thing. How long you know Sherrod?
2: All my life. And did they really know you or was just... They knew a- me. Oh, okay.
1: I shot dice with these dudes, so Yeah. But they was lying through the yeah. teeth. So, and that was another thing that... um Was there... Did they find a gun? No. Fingerprints? Like, nothing. <sighs> you know, so um it's like he say, she say. Right. And... But I could honestly say, looking back over, I said again, it was all God. I thought I was untouchable. The steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. Also, the stops. He had to stop me. Because so I was a menace. I'm not glorifying the devil, but I was a menace to society. You know? And I had to be stopped. Wow. And... For the call that God have on my life, I had to go through what I went through. Like Joseph I had to go to the pit. <laughs> how long
2: How long did it take you to get to that conclusion? Like, hey, I had to go through that in order to be here. Because accepting that, it's got to be tough, man.
1: I ran into a Pentecostal preacher on the yard at Jackson Correction Institution. And he enlightened me the purpose and plan of God, and God had dealt with me. He, He showed me in a dream, and I didn't understand it. And my sister, she's an apostle right now, but she was married to a bishop when I first went in, and I had this dream. I say, I keep seeing myself opening blind eyes, setting captives free. She told me to read Isaiah. She said, boy, I've been telling you. Cause She used to come on the dope stroll. You don't belong here. Man, you better get some of this money and get on. But then she was right. I didn't belong there. God had a call on my life. And She told me to read Isaiah, and I wrote, read Isaiah, and I got a, a fully understanding what God was saying. You know, mommy, my auntie, she did a great, Job. The little time that she had with me, she imparted some stuff in me.
2: She like gave you seed, like she gave just, me seed <laughs> you know, as much
1: as she could. She had me to uh um, John 3 16, not just mm-hmm. to mem- memorize it, but she had me to understand tell her like, what it meant to me ah, That's personally. So cool. And that was a blessing. Amen.
0: So, Pastor, how was it 10 years? We're not talking about three weeks, five months. <laughs> A decade, man, of yes. your life in prison. How, that's that's, how what, that's why
2: I was asking him, like, how yeah. did you get to that conclusion? Because right. after 10 years, you might be bitter. You might right. be... Hey, but I, I don't want the
0: conclusion it's, yet. It's crazy. I want to know how it was. The 10 years. Because there's people that, that are listening. I have a friend that he's coming out in October, and that'll be 12 years. So how was it, man? How was mal, it in there?
1: Mal. <laughs> hmm. It's, it's amazing how my life unfolded. I did 10 years and four months, yes, but I didn't do 10 years and four months. It didn't feel like it? No. Wow. Because on my fourth year in prison, I was um, afforded the opportunity to work for a million-dollar industry called Pride Industries, and I became the first black clerk. So I just slept at the prison. For six and a half years Wow God It was all God Yes
0: Man I get the chills <laughs> That's man. so crazy What that do you mean wild
2: like, <laughs> What do you mean You just God. slept God. there Like God. You were working For these people And then you had to come To the prison to sleep yeah. That's it
0: Wow What
2: That's it oh
1: You know, um, God <laughs> Mr. Heiser would come And get me Six or seven o'clock In the morning And I didn't come back Till late um, Time to if if I did eat at the prison, you know, go through the child hall, look at the hot box, didn't want it because I had already had food, you know. But you go through the most uh, these, you still, yeah, you still in the system of DOC, yeah. But prior industry um, afford inmates opportunities to 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 get college education, to to work and get paid. I got paid. And what was
2: the job though like what did you have to do
1: i i started out um picking oranges <laughs> oh wow i started out picking oranges in the orange grove but then i became the clerk i became the um administrator
0: <laughs> i'm <hearing> joseph <laughs> go ahead you know what i'm saying so um
1: <laughs> i did account spell i did accounts receivable wow. i ordered i ordered um the Amazing. supplies I, I did payroll for the other inmates that...
2: Wow, you are getting training to run a business. To run though. a yeah. business. Right? Wow, dude.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, and, 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 a, and a many times, um, Mike Heiser, he ran the orange roll, but then you had Mr. Two called. We called him Mr. Two. He was in the office every day with me, but then sometimes on his golf day, Spencer, the office is yours wow. today. I'm going
0: golfing. It's not even in prison. Oh, so you're not even in prison. <laughs> That's crazy. You know? Now, I if I'm putting myself in your shoes right now, I'll be a little bitter. I'll be angry because I get it. You reap what you sow and, and maybe you didn't get, you know, you didn't do that, but you've done stuff in the past. You've sometimes you say, OK, I deserve it. I'm here. But, man, 10 years, 10 years. Like, I mean, I, I think I would be bothered, man, especially when we go to death row, these guys are constantly looking at their paperwork and sending them to, to lawyers. Were but you see, contacting your lawyer? But, Were you? but
1: see, it's a yeah. difference when, yes, I contacted my lawyers. Like I say, it's new to me, so I don't, I don't really know what to do. I'm feeling my way through it. But at the same time, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And I prayed, bow down, yeah. Oh, Lord, hear me, for I'm poor and needy. Because I need help. But not understanding, God is orchestrating everything in my life. So I didn't have time to be bitter. Mm-hmm. That's so cool, dude. It is. Wow. Because, That's because like, like I say, I got, yeah. I got kicked out of Stranahan, 11th grade, but now God afforded me the opportunity to get my education. The governor came and had me my diploma in nineteen ninety
0: four.
1: Hmm. Wow! <laughs> so God is constantly doing what needs to be done preparing in my you, life, preparing so you, yeah. I didn't have the opportunity, you know, saying, Well, okay. And I accepted it because I never forget. And one day I was I was sitting in front of the base house on a crate. And I was already six, seven months prior, saying the same thing every day. It's my last back, Man, I'm done. You know, LaShundra's about to have these kids. You know, I, you know, she's pregnant with twins. I'm done. But I, I'm not going to turn down $7,500. Somebody called me and said they need something. So, so you look over your life and you're seeing how God is just in the midst of it. And you really, in all honesty, I give my testimony, and then sometimes I, I hear something that I didn't remember. But, you know, when you up under the anointing and you're speaking, now you listen listening to I didn't remember that. Mm. But he's constantly bringing it to you, and then you're you telling yourself, man. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because you couldn't tell me I did ten years and four months, right? But the calendar says it. But yeah. I, you didn't feel it. You didn't feel it. Like, I didn't. I didn't feel it because yeah. you were getting prepared My for fam- so much, so many other things. My family showed me so much love. Um, yeah. I I I spent quality time in the world of God. I didn't I didn't let time do me. Everything yeah. I did was for purpose. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I'm a gifted writer, so I'm 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 writing letters to my nephews and nieces, you know, the word of God, um sharing with people and I'm running all kind of programs within the prison system. You so know, I was I was a a president of Alcoholics, Victorious, but then we changed the name to Aiming for Victory.
0: Amen. <laughs> That's so wow. cool. Let me ask you a question. So I hear I have never spent a day in prison but I should have been there for life nice. natural life you know but God man he's in control he knows what he's doing but I hear these stories because I do get to speak to a lot of inmates mm-hmm. I've been doing prison and jail ministry since 1999 and I hear about almost getting shanked or getting shanked or or getting molested or raped or has anything Crazy, like that has almost or happened to you in prison?
1: No, I've been fortunate that um, actually my first institution I went to, I would call that a, a boys' camp. Okay. Because God knew um, my attitude, hmm. I wouldn't have lasted at <laughs> any other prison. Because <laughs> I, <'cause> I.
0: Hothead. <laughs> I, was yeah.
1: a, I was a hothead. But. We basically built Jackson Correction Institution, so it was a new institution. So by the time that I got to a hard institution, I didn't stay but a couple months because my sentence had got overturned, and I went to a work camp. That's how I ended up working for a million-dollar industry. When did it get overturned?
0: How many years later?
1: Two and a half years later. It got overturned quick.
0: Wow. Yes. And they still gave you the 10, 10 years?
1: No, I had to do um, 65% of my sentence. Okay. When they overturned, it, they gave me um, 25 years. Wow. They took a third off. Oh, wow. wow. Dude. Me- <laughs> so yeah. you went from 10 <laughs> to 25? No. See, I was facing life with an elected chair. Sheesh. I was given a life sentence. The life sentence got overturned. So now I got 25 years, but I'm able to get a third off because... 65 you have to do 65 okay. percent of your time okay so it left me with 18 i had to do 10 years and four months on an 18 year bid okay wow game time dude that's,
0: that's crazy yeah. bro so yeah. you never had an incident because yeah were gonna, you I, did you did i had
1: several <laughs> oh okay i had okay. several incidents I, i've been i've been in the box several times okay
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, I yeah,
1: I oh. I, I, i've been in the box several times because um being a um a Christian in prison, you yeah. Let's talk you, about that. You run into Muslims, and, mm. and, and man. That's that's you get that's something that we that
0: we have <laughs> never, never talked about. That's <laughs> <No. It> <laughs> so awesome, dude. Yes, yeah, you're, so, you're tapping into something. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah.
1: So you 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 yeah. run into these different mm. religions and things, and um, you you just you're gonna have some problems. So. And
2: what what are the confrontations like? For example, uh, if you if you have a Bible study and you're sharing you know the gospel with people in 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 jail and stuff, what what would the the Muslims have against you? Like, hey, don't preach that, and you know, like they would they would be vocal about it, or they would just be like, you know, looking for you to have some kind of like, in other words, how would they try you? Mm. Right? Well, like, how, how how do they approach it? Because, you know, like, here in this world right now, <clears throat> everybody's like, oh, you have to be respectful, you have to be, you know, uh,
1: you have to accommodate to everybody, whatever, but, you know. Um, for the Muslim, the, the encounters that I had with Muslims, um, I, like I say, um, I've always been versed in the word. So I put the word on you. A lot of people don't like to hear the word. You know, when you tell me um, Jesus was just a good man, I say without controversy, greatest, and bring the scripture to Him. See, I stopped there because now I'm looking in His eyes. I want Him to hear without controversy.
2: Hmm. You're not engaging in the, in the, in the discussion. You're, you're using that moment to actually speak
1: truth. is yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Have so, you ever
0: got into a fist fight? Or they, have they taken out a shank? I mean, you've been in a hole, so I'm obviously... No, I, I had never
1: um, with a shank, but yeah, we got physical... Okay cuz I used to coach basketball oh, and I used to, I used to get in a referee face oh, and yeah. you know you got some <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you, you you got some guys that don't like yeah. you getting in their face though so, and we we don't yeah. have some some knockdown drag outs you know it's like the enemy don't care how he come and I look back over the times that I got in confrontations and I was just telling um, one of my friends that, man, you 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 saved my life, because he wasn't a Christian, hmm. and he saw me and he looked up to me and wow. I got in a fight on the basketball court one day, and he came to my dorm. He say,
2: "What you doing?"
1: Yeah, he expensive. <laughs> "That's awesome, dude." He says, "Either or." Hmm. Wow. You gonna be that Christian or you gonna be that gangster again, man? Well, but it opened my eyes because, you know, I was out of character. Hmm. So I had to stop coaching basketball because basketball was taking me in an arena Hmm. that I didn't need to go to. And that's when it comes down to the Muslims and stuff, you know, because a lot of them, they played sports. And when you voice about. God did it, mm. Jesus. So you know, they talking. They're gonna use that to chirp and then start yeah, like, uh, yeah, you yeah. know. So it's, it's 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 many different angles yeah. that will come. You can't. I can't pinpoint a specific one because when the enemy come, he'll try to sneak in on you. Yep. Yeah. Right. You know. And then a lot of time we become friends. Mm. That's why, I, like I tell them. I respect your religion. No, that's what you believe. So you have to respect what I believe. Yeah. So and God always utilized moments like I slept by a Muslim, mm. and he was like crazy with that. So when my case got overturned, and he's been fighting in courts forever. And he said, Man, how you did? I said, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you see? God gave you the opportunity. Yes, yeah.
0: Amen. But, Amen.
2: but you, you said something really cool about the the basketball thing and the fight. And that's that's the that's the main reason of this podcast. Cause Christians don't talk about that stuff. Christians don't talk about their mistakes, about there's a process for you to understand things and grow in in, in the knowledge of God. And we make mistakes, man. Yes. You know, we make yes. mistakes. And and it's yes. cool when you said, man, you make the mistake and this person is looking up to you. And then the, that person is the one who says, yo, what are you doing? Like you, you're messing up my image of you, you. based on so what I'm you were saying, saying. And now you're doing the opposite. Right,
1: exactly. And
2: then he, he calls you out, how did, that, how did that make you feeling? how did that make you reconsider your position?
1: See, one thing I always um, learned, knowledge is like eating a piece of fish. You eat the meat, you put the bones to the side. If you cannot accept correction and be accountable for your actions, you can't be a man of God. That's great, man. Yeah. That's a great phrase because yeah.
2: humility is part of it, you
1: know? Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So you you can't blame nobody but you.
2: Yeah. You have to assume the responsibility of yes. those mistakes that you, yeah. that you do.
1: And in, 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 in we as leaders, we have to be mindful at all times. Like the word says that if this man don't eat meat, don't eat the meat. Don't make him fall. Because you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's many different other errors and ways that God cuts on that light. You know? Yeah. So that's why I love coaching basketball. But now I got to make a decision that if it's going to take me out of character, I can't coach basketball
0: yeah. anymore. I yeah. want to talk about, too, um, we're going to switch in a little bit because I want to know what it was to be 10 years, just you and God. And now you come out to the outside world (laughs) and you walk in to what they call the church. (laughs) But before we go there, um, when I gave my life to Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, before I gave my life to Jesus, and yeah, even after, I dealt with PTSD. Um, Mm -hmm. I did take someone's life. And not only that, but my past was haunting me. And I remember that these were things that God set me free in about seven or eight months after I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The way you're sounding to me, it was like you went into prison and everything was perfect. I I see the the angel wings (laughs) and I'm like, man, he had a pretty easy, like you didn't deal with any torment. It looked like you you almost didn't lose your life in there. So you had a pretty, pretty sweet you didn't deal with any torment in the beginning without Christ in there? Like, God kept you that safe? God kept me safe. That's amazing. But I didn't keep myself safe. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, hey. right. I, didn't right. Walk,
1: I didn't walk a chalk line the right. whole 10 years and four months. Got I'd it. be lying if I told you I did. Because yeah. my first couple years, I still wanted to be a drug dealer hmm. in prison. Yeah. You know, I still um rant with some of the hardest of the hardest and and it was on the yard one day when this Pentecostal preacher pulled me to the side. Cause you should see me in the door, I'm reading the Bible. And then again he said hmm. almost the same thing as Willie Monroe said. You cannot live two lives. And I was used to living two lives. Like I told you, my mom never knew I was doing what I did. I was living two lives. So God have to send people to, to let you know. You got to choose. To call you out, yeah. So, you know, and. Hold you accountable. I had to back away. And thank God I was at a, a like a boys camp. <laughs> Jackson was basically like a boys' camp. So when I get the Henry Correction Institution, and I thank God that I never tried anything that I tried at Jackson and at Henry. Cause I seen the long knives.
0: Mm. I
1: seen the Jack Boys on the compound. They had the lockup dudes during draw time. <laughs> they was robbing. Uh, did and you I'll, ever
0: see anyone die in there or
1: Yeah I, I seen a guy just had came from the infirmary. He had a a, a a a pacemaker, a pacemaker, and he died at the foot of my bed, and, mm. and it hurt me to my heart because the officer wouldn't try to resuscitate him. Mm. Oh wow, wow! And that thing bothered me a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I I have never um personally seen anybody get shanked. Okay. But one night we woke up. It uh it was. The, how the dorm was it? They had like seventy six on one side and, and seventy six on the other side, and on the opposite side where I was sleeping, a guy woke up one night and stabbed like eight people while oh, they were wow. asleep. Oh, and, and dude! We, like and, in his sleep? Yeah. And we heard about it wow. the next morning. So, so you know, wow. sleeping on those, but anything could happen. Yeah. But God is a protector, and I, um, Amen. He protected me from me. Yeah. You know, I I remember when I I I went to confinement the first time, and it was crazy. And then, like several months later, they um, if you was from Dade Brow or Palm Beach, we was in Jackson, and a riot broke out. And then four day that morning, everybody from Dade Brow and Palm Beach they woke up. Tucked to the child hall and they was they was shipping shipping left and right. And you don't know where you're going. And I, I never forget this guy by the name of Reefa Red. When we pulled up to Rayford, he cried like a baby. He mm-hmm. didn't want to get off the bus because he hadn't heard so much about Rayford. <sighs> mm-hmm. And I didn't know where I was going. That's how I ended up to Henry. Look at that.
0: And let me cuz I want to find out on his release date.
2: <laughs> no, but but wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait cause <laughs> I, did I feel <laughs> cause I want some kind of timeline because yeah. I'm I'm confused. Uh-huh. You get to you get to prison. And then when you get there, did you did you give yourself, you know, to God at that moment or or like when when did the whole conversion with God happen? Cuz you were saying God took you back to when you were 8 years old, but was that when you were in prison already? Yeah. Okay, I was, so
1: I was actually I was in the county jail when I was having the dreams.
2: And how long? How long have you been in
0: in 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 jail at that moment? It was six years, right? Where you had your encounter with God or no? No. Okay, that's why we're confused. When did you give yeah your heart to Jesus when you were in prison or jail?
1: In the county jail, I, I was on. Um, I think my hundred and twenty-first day. Like I said, my cellmate. He 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 did Bible study, and God, you know, was dealing with me with dreams and stuff, and and I came to the so you
2: so you're four months in, and yeah. then and then that that started happening. That
1: started
0: happening. Oh wow, dude! It was well, super quick. It's over a year. Uh, three. No, it's, no, no. Was, no, it, 120. four months. It's four, okay. months. Yeah. It's okay. four it months. I didn't pass <laughs> math when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, enough. T- t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, oh. Okay. Okay.
1: 36 days in, I found out I got indicted for first degree murder. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, yeah, that's 36 days in. I found out I got indicted for first degree murder. Now, the trial date has been set, but before the trial date, we have to pick a jury. So time is, you know what I'm talking about, going on. So by the time I get sentenced, I'm like on my. 121 or 22 days okay but all this time now knowing what I'm facing it's really not bothering me because why God is filling me with the word
0: uh, he was saved already okay you see okay. what I'm saying okay yeah we get it now yep
1: <laughs> so yeah do do whatever you do yeah so okay. in the midst of me supposed to be in afraid or whatever they're gonna do to me. I was at peace. Mm. Wow, my mom, doing... my yeah. mom, friend taught Psalm, me Psalms twenty-seven and Psalm eighty-six. I read those three to four times every day. Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Psalms eighty-six, bow down here, Lord, hear me for I am poor and needy. So, and on top of that. This guy is still in the word of God in me. So God. Cutting on lights that. But, but
2: this is the thing. When people hear this stuff. People think that in that process you are you are perfect. No. And there's and there's no, no and there's no oh no. you know
0: oh because the outside
2: world yeah, yeah, yeah. see it different. Yeah no. That's because what he's trying because, to explain because because yeah. people even, people yeah. that hear this stuff you uh-huh. know this testimony see the stuff, wings? they're wow. like they're like oh you know he got in jail <laughs> no. and then a bunch of angels yeah. came no, and no, he, he and you know a, and he never saw a knife and he yeah, never saw right, nothing. Right. So wow you know and then they don't understand that you're having
1: even as a man of God. Yeah I was a gambler. I love to gamble. Yeah. I love staying at the skin table. <laughs>
2: you were playing dice before, dice. so you're used to the whole you thing. Yeah.
1: So you 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 don't just walk away from everything. You don't change overnight. Once. Like you no. don't change overnight.
2: And then no. there's this process. No. There's this process it's where true. you make a lot of mistakes, Thanks. and yeah. where people say, "Hey, aren't you? Aren't you?" a godly guy and then you have to ask yourself that question like man aren't I like oh so I was doing something that is not godly and then you have to start making decisions to leave those things and to get into God like that is a it's a pre it's a yeah. process it's, it's a freaking it's a process, process. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Huh? It's, yeah it's it's like this here even in the midst of being at the skin table being in Bible study church you're a leader and with me I don't care what we did I'm inviting you to church that's how God used me I don't know how God used anybody else but I could look back over my life and see how he allowed me to pull brothers and sisters out of what we was in A lot of things you don't understand because it's just like the prodigal son. When he came to his senses, he went back home. But he had to come to his senses first because now, okay, man of God. And this happened to me when I came home. Man of God. Fell a little bit. But then I had to come to my sense. I got up in the middle of the night. It was in fornication. Man of God. But I got up in the middle of the night. I said, Man, what am I doing? It's not me. See, you have to be real with yourself. Yep. I don't care who you is.
2: Yep. And that's the process. The process, is, the process is the garbage that that you had before. It's presented to you here. And it's so common to you that you're like, oh, yeah. And then when you're grabbing the garbage, you're like, what am I what doing? What am I doing? So people go, oh, aren't you a man of God that? and this and that, expecting you to be perfect. No. And then they call you out on every mistake that you make as if you had to be perfect. And the point is, man, I'm learning who I am as I walk with God. Right. And then I'm dropping all this garbage that I had before when it's presented to me. And then, you know, if you are six months in the process, a baby that is six months, you know, you feed them, you change the diaper. But what? a little kid that a little kid that is six years old, you're not gonna feed them, and you're not right. gonna but change why? their
1: diaper. You know what I mean? You you know what I love about Paul? Paul tried to do things perfectly. But then he had to come to realization, man. I can't do this of my own. <laughs> this is too hard. We'll make a mistake yeah. as men of God to try to be this perfect individual. Yeah,
2: man. And that is the image of the of the church. church. The, the image of well, the I don't church. want to go there yet. The image of the church is that <laughs> we're gonna get
0: into church <laughs> politics. But, but
2: I, right. I I love I love this conversation well, yeah. because we're gonna because dive of into that, that. You know what I mean? You like. Know? Like because, you're showing, you're yeah. showing the process of what you lived in, in jail, dude, yeah. you know,
1: and then in and it, jail, in jail, it, you become a no, man of God. And it's yes. no difference. And see, that's why people make the mistake at, no matter where you are, whether you're in prison or out here in society, he's the same God. Yep. And all mm-hmm. of us is going to be tempted all of us is going to be tried yep. all of us going to make some mistakes and we are going to have some successes because and, the, and depending even on- even people say well they ain't able to do that in prison but i seen more dope in prison than i seen oh, yeah. in society
0: oh yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i seen more money in prison than i seen in society and that's the stuff that we
2: as as you know, hey, I've never been in prison. We don't even have
1: an idea yeah. of anything yeah, like that, exactly. man. Because for one, you got you got you got these young cadets that become officers and you got a city boy like me with the gift of gab. She going to bring me anything I want cuz I'm promising her I'm moving you to they thought Miami and Fort Lauderdale was so the, the, they want to move from these little hick towns. Yeah, of course. And you show them the pictures with the thirties and lows and and the aluminum foil jewelry on or whatever. So they thinking you king. And now you fooling them and even tricking them. Ain't nothing changed because you're behind the gates. You're just more in a perimeter. It's confined the big yeah. compound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but let me, some uh, of the same things is going I, I on. I want to
0: know what you felt the day that you showed up before the judge and he released you. How do you get released from prison? Did you, well, they just give you your date and you walk out, or how does that work? No. Um, okay.
1: When my case got overturned, I still had time to do. So I went and did like maybe six years because, like I said, my um, case got overturned like two and a half years in. So. When it got overturned, I still had time to do. So it's a process that you go through in prison. And I got discouraged one time because I I was eligible for work release, but they kept putting it off, kept putting it off, kept putting it off. But God knew I wasn't ready for work release because in work release, you could check out and you could come on furloughs and, and you could even work. God knew I wasn't ready. Even though I'm man of God, but I'm caking on the phone with these little honeys, and oh, I'm, I'm about, I'm about to, I'm, I'm coming to Papa No <laughs> right? <laughs> you, know you, you feel me? So yeah. God had to show me me that I wasn't ready, wow. so He didn't allow me to come to lease until I had like four months left on my sins. So now uh. <laughs> all that's out of me, right? Right. Because reality don't side in. You a man of God. And when the young lady came to see me at release she had on a short skirt and I seen her panties, I told her not to come back and see me. Oh, wow. Because wow. I had got deeper in the road. Amen. I got a reality check. Wow. Because I seen guys come back that messed up in release <throat> So God said, that's what you want. You want to leave and come back. Or you want to leave and stay out?
0: Amen. Wow, dude. How was it that day? Like, like, uh, the day that you got released? How does that work? Do you stand before a judge and they reevaluate you? That's it.
1: No, no. um, From work release, they send the paperwork. They send your release date. You go to to your release and you you tell them where you're gonna be living. You tell them, you know, Blase, Squase, and work release. They allow you to get your license beforehand. They allow you to just work your way back into society. And and what, once that day comes, you have your people pick you up straight from Rokley Center. Oh you, wow. You, you walk out as a
0: free man, they bring you clothes. You know. So ooh. how was it from you and God, no religion in the middle? So you step, yeah. out, you step out, and now you walk into this building. Now, what you're reading, what you read, is what you seen in in the church building. No, no, no. no. How, no. how was that encounter, um, man? That was, um wow,
2: <laughs> that's awesome. I'm
1: um, yet, I'm um, yet, and I've been procrastinating, but um. I'm yet to write my book. Church folk make me sick. <laughs> we,
2: we, we, we we have spoken a lot about it though, but yeah. it's really cool. Your 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 perspective is
0: really cool because yeah. it's, it's
2: very unique
0: though. Ten, ten years in the yeah, oven. Man. Ten years four months in the oven. Yeah, and now comes out and sees this world, man. How, how was it, man? So how it was, was your?
1: It was it was it was crazy because uh, you know. Um, Here you is behind the gates with men of God that's killers, but been transformed, and they ain't straddling the fence. Hmm. They extrajudging the text. They, you know what I'm saying. They living. Then you come out here in this building. And you get disgusted. Mm.
0: Wow, it's a lot of posing. Wow, yes, disgusted, yeah. bro, disgusted. Imagine how the Holy Spirit feels, yes. man. Ugh,
1: you know. And I was just telling somebody earlier today. Um, Former godliness, but denying the power mm. thereof. Yeah, man. See, um. they don't know the authority. Or the power of our risen Savior.
2: That you carry. Yeah, man. And what you said, what you said is key, man. You're there with killers, and God transformed them, and then that killer becomes a zealot for the word Word, and for God and for his relationship. So so imagine, you know, somebody that was like in the world like man like I'm, i'll do anything i'll kill people i'll sell drugs I'll, I'll whatever they get locked up they find god and then they're like yo i'm all in for imagine how how deep they're in yeah, with god yes. and, and then you're used to that because you're you've been there with them yeah, and stuff yeah. you you've learned and then you come out and then you see all these posing and all these, like, it's just, it's, it's
1: wow, dude. Yeah, all this acting and yeah. performance and things of that nature there. It's like, it's it's, it's sickening, yeah. you know, because they don't do ministry. They do church. Yeah. ah, mm-hmm. oh, that was
2: good. That was good, bro. <laughs> that, that was so, so well
0: so, said, though. So I remember we were in a, a ministry together. No name. We don't got to get detailed. And I was told I was too radical because the first time I went to this prison ministry, I'm operating in the spirit. You know, I'm speaking in tongues, uh, prophesying, uh, casting out demons. I'm, I'm, I'm moving in the prophetic. And they kind of nicely told me not to do that anymore. <laughs> It's like, what? So what's the purpose of going, dude? Well, I guess you got to be a professional Christian. That's, you know, we got into <laughs> yeah. an argument. That's not what I'm saying. So what are you saying, you know? Yes. So now with Pastor Spencer, and we are in the third floor all the way on the other side of the building. And the rest of the the ministers are on oh, the Oh, he was there end. that day? Was, oh, that was, was the story was that you were saying yeah. the other day. Yeah. All right, cool. I got it. I got it. So he's with me. <laughs> And then I get one of the men of God that come and, hey, we're going to need you now. Uh, He was ministering right to one guy and I was ministering to a gang member. And I'm like, why would they pull us both Both, to go? So as we were walking, I was like, ah, someone's possessed with a demon. (laughs) He put his head down. So he's the one that was with me and he encountered that. Uh, After that, they didn't have no problem with me speaking tongues, did did they? (laughs) No, no problem with me getting authority and and bringing stuff in order, casting out that demon, Mm -hmm. you know. And then we got in the car and it was like, hey, uh, can you pray that prayer to (laughs) pray no prayer? You know, it's like, no, just walk in the spirit, Spirit. man. Stop playing church and be the church, you know. Just it's really like, believe. Just man, really believe and follow. And, and yeah. see, that's, that's
1: that's what we're going to continue to encounter because it's too much religion. Yeah. So true. With no relationship. Hmm. You've got to have a relationship because we come from all walks of life. You cannot tell me what is correct and what's not when I've had the encounter see I thank God I wasn't raised up in church and I give this testimony all the time because if I was raised up in church I'd have left the church
0: mm, because
1: all the shenanigans yeah same here I had an experience with God amen see God showed me no matter what I did no matter what they accused me of he loved me
0: amen For who you are. And
1: he transformed me. Yeah. By his power. Amen. And see, I've been called with a holy calling. See, I don't make no excuse for who I am. Or whose I am. That's why I could go in the crack house. In the white house. You see? Because why? I can't teach somebody... Something. Yeah, that's better. That's better. I can't teach somebody something that God don't allow them to grasp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh? You know, I hear people saying, "Well, well we got a um a, a prophetic class, and uh, we're gonna teach you how to speak in tongues." And <laughs> you can't teach that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, how are you gonna say that?
2: Yeah, like that's for example, like (laughs) you know, uh, like I don't speak in tongues, and then you know I've been prayed over and this and you know he's been like, oh you you use your brain like this and like, bro, I don't use my brain like nothing. Like I just, hey, you want you want to speak in tongues for sure? Pray for me, I don't speak in tongues, and then I felt really bad for 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 that, and then God showed me. He himself showed me that the only proof that the Spirit is in you is not just speaking in tongues. Uh, And then, you know, in the scripture, he showed me that when you prophesy, you prophesy because the Spirit is in you. you. And I remember I was talking to a friend, you know, we were at home. uh, I brought a friend over, we were having lunch. And I remember all of a sudden, uh, she... In her family, she's had like two or three people that, that killed themselves. Mm. And we started talking about it. And all of a sudden, the presence of God fell. And I felt like like pressure, like somebody pushing my okay. head like uh-huh. this. And we all felt it. We all like, oh, dude. And all of a sudden, I start speaking, bro. And I'm like, you and your family and this and that and your mom and this and that. And and that spirit's going to be broken and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was like... Like, two minutes, I spoke, and all of a sudden, whoosh, the pressure leaves. And I went like, what was that? Like, I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> like, I, like, give me more of that stuff. And then later on, when I was reading the Bible, God was confirming that, like, hey, do you see that the Spirit is in you? Like, that wasn't you. That was the Spirit in you. And even though you don't speak in tongues, I live inside of you. So it's not, it's not that you have to speak in tongues to prove anybody that I'm with you. I am with you, and you have to believe it, whether you speak in tongues or not. And that kind of relationship and that kind of experience of God, nobody teaches you but Him. But him. And when you have that teaching from Him, nobody takes that away from nobody you because, because you're secure and you are affirmed by Him yeah. and not by any man. Oh, and and what you said was key, man. Like, he loves me the way I oh, am. Yeah. He created hey. me this way. Hey. Yes. And if and if, if no one sees me valuable, who cares? Right. He sees me valuable. He loves me, and he created me this way with a purpose. So, that's something that I was talking to somebody this afternoon, and I was. Expecting experiencing yesterday and now you confirm it with this bro it's
0: so cool man yes. so cool so how was it so now you come in from this encounter with God you did, did that affect you spiritually emotionally any way kind of mingling with the church folks no
1: it didn't it affect didn't me. it it, it, really, it helped them oh wow it brought it brought a lot of light to a lot of people mm. because here, here I am and I'm talking about other individuals they always tell me, yeah, man, I've been in church 30 years, man, and I, and I don't have it like you have it. And I ask them simple questions. Well, do you spend time in the world? Do you pray? Do you be real with God? Mm-hmm. You see, Jacob made the mistake to try to orchestrate his life when you make the mistake to orchestrating your life, or if I if I be this man of God and 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 you faking it to make it. Yeah. <laughs> That's your plan and not his. Yeah. You see? Yeah. See, like I tell him, I say, me, I come, I know who I am. I can't prove none to nobody. I never forget my bishop. He called me in office. He tried to make me a deacon. A deacon. I say, sir. I've been pastor. <laughs> <laughs> That's my call. My seal. <laughs> I say, yeah. I say, if you came to the, the multi-purpose building and hearing correction institution five minutes late, you didn't have nowhere to seat. And they seat 500 and some inmates, oh, sir.
0: Man, praise God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you trying to make me a deacon? <laughs> right. I told him, I say, no disrespect. Yeah, yeah. There's no... There's I no- say, you know, mm-hmm. I know organizations have, they think, but Organization, I'm not by organization, I'm about organism. Amen. And see, that's what we have to deal with, dealing with churches, with all this shenanigans. It's sucking the life out of people. We're wow. part
2: of the body of Christ, but the body of Christ as the church has all these compartments that are more like a business than a real organism is not a body, is oh. is is a is an enterprise. And if yeah. you don't if you're not friends with the CEO, then you know you're gonna right. have to do go through all these politics and stuff. And it's just so
1: discouraging. But though. do you ever look in their face? Well they walk in dead men and women. It's really what you said. Like they're faking <laughs> they, so much. They walk in dead men and it's, women. So See, crazy. Who the
0: sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. So, if Alvaro allows me to ask you some questions, <laughs> <laughs> you, what about married? Have, have you been married? I mean, yes. So yes. I've, I, I, I I've been married and
1: divorced. <laughs> wow. How many, how many kids? I well, I have um, two twins. Um, they're thirty-four years of age, oh, twin wow. daughters, and I have stepchildren.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Wow. I have um, a nine-year-old and a two-year-old stepdaughters.
0: Okay, how was that? And because I remember you gave me a little bit of testimony on your twins and, and, and the church politics. Um, he has never heard that story, <laughs> and the listeners and the viewers, it this is gonna, I mean, it's gonna rock your it's world. It's so man. good, bro. I'm so I'm like excited. Talk a little bit about the twins and let them hear, you know, a little bit about their lives and how God transformed them and the church politics. Oh wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're
0: getting there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So
1: um <clears throat> well you know, um just as you were stating earlier, the, the, the church think we are supposed to be perfect. And not only do they think we are supposed to be perfect, they think our kids are supposed to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. So and 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 my daughters When I came home, and I I thank God for them. When I came home, they wanted to be boys. Their girlfriends was finer than mine. So, and um, the church wanted me to turn my back on my kids. Wow! But uh, I had to let the church know that I I I could love the hell out of them. You know, because sin is sin. You know, and in life, we're gonna make some bad decisions, some bad choices. And I believe, God, if, if God transformed me, he could transform my daughters. Hmm. So I believe beyond any shadow of a doubt that they'll be transformed. And, and one night I, I got a text message because, um, like I say, um, they wanted to be guys. But I know I, I had two beautiful daughters. And, and one had an encounter in Tampa. And she said she was done. Mm. Uh, she sent me a picture with 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 a flats on it and a skirt on, and she hadn't wore Praise a skirt God. in forever. Mm. Hallelujah. So, and that's why I I believe God and, and just you know not only my twins but anybody, yes, I would never give up on any of God's people, yeah. no <laughs> matter what the church say. They could kick me out. Yeah. See, they didn't call me anyway, <laughs> so I've been called <laughs> with a holy calling. So, Amen.
2: and when you when you when you refer to the church wanting to, wanting you to walk out of them, you not walking out of their lives or or loving them, what is that in 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 real terms? What did you do? Like, did you talk to them? Did you go out with them? Like, what did you do in order to love them or or? Contrary
0: to what the church wanted it to was do, a, it was a dad. I'm a father, yeah. you know, but, but, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I mean, no, like, yeah. You know, but they like wanted him not to be a father, yeah. You and he's like, I'm gonna love the hell out, out of them. them. I'm because, for one, yeah. the enemy
1: has already taken my kids from me and taken me from them. Mind you, I got sentenced to a life sentence on a second birthday. Oh, wow. So now i have gone ten years and four months out of their life. Now I come home to my daughters, and then you still don't want me to be involved in my daughter's life. <sighs> wow. The devil is a liar. Wow. You see, Man,
0: my hair God, is stand up. <laughs> God is
1: so good that <sighs> we allow the enemy to dictate. <laughs> and see, I'm decisive. I make healthy decisions. I don't let people make decisions for me. You see, once I knew the purpose and plan that God had for me, and he promised me that my daughters would prophesy Mm. and reach nations, just like I had a process, they have a process. Yeah, that's right. If I never went to the Department of Correction, I wouldn't be able to go on death row and minister to somebody that's supposed to be waiting to die and tell them that he's a risen Savior. There's hope. And you oh. could walk off death row. And by the way, one of the brothers that we minister to on death row, yeah. he's on a main
0: institution now. He's off death row. Praise God. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's because so cool. of miracles. That's it. One of the guys wrote me, too. That he's out of death row, too. See? Yeah. God is a,
1: you know, when you know who you are and who you are, you never know what you're going to encounter. Amen. You never know what you're going to encounter. So by me being who I am and I knew that the devil was gonna be on my trail.
0: <laughs> I don't like to distract me. Amen. So mm. you got out of prison and then you got married. Yes, I got married seven months after I got released. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how did that? You're still married. That went well. No, that <laughs> <laughs> that that ended <laughs> that
1: ended in divorce. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. How yeah, many years? Yeah. Wow, I don't know. Um. Wow. I can't even remember because, in all honesty, no disrespect to her, but she's dead to me, so I don't hmm. remember a lot of stuff. Okay, you know, it's, it's it. It was one of those things because it it that was worse than being in prison.
0: Wow,
1: you know. Divorce is, is is like a death sentence.
0: Wow. It's devastating. It's
1: devastating. No, it, was, it was devastating. And, and um,
0: so it was like, betrayal. A lot of yeah, a lot of. Betrayal. Was she a woman of God? Like was she a church? Yes, yes. she was church going. Yes, yeah, of, yeah. It's still, still, now today, she's great, great
1: woman of God, great woman. Of God. I would never take nothing from her. It's yeah. just the devil was at both of us, hmm. and you know. It take two people to make a marriage go wrong. No matter what you do to me, it's yeah. how I react to it. So yeah. I don't blame her. I don't blame myself, you know. But when you don't keep God in the center, see, you could, you could, yeah. you could, you could lay next to a woman every night, but it would be going in two different directions.
0: Mm.
1: Cause you allow the enemy to set in, and then you allow. Unforgiveness is saying that man of God, woman of God, a God unforgiveness, and mm-hmm. all kind of stuff just transpire. And when you wake up, you realize that, man, we allowed that happen. Hmm. We've hurt each other. <laughs> We've betrayed each other. Some of everything. And the list goes on and on and on and on. So I say to anybody that um, wanna be married or married, just keep God in the center of your marriage. Don't play the blame game because it takes two people to make a relationship go bad. Even if you don't do anything wrong, if just that one person be the betrayal, but it's how you react to it. Mm. Are you willing to feel good? I'm like Jesus say, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's, that's the
2: hard part. I think that's, that's hard part. I think that's a hard yes. part because you have to, uh, God confronts you with that stuff, especially with forgiveness. And it's hard to determine if you forgive or if you hold on to the, to the pain and, yes. the and the hurt and the stuff. And, um, that's that's a. It's kind of like what we were saying before. Uh, you make mistakes, you know, from who you used to be because you're where you used to be that. And at one point, you have to say, you know what, I don't want this anymore, and I want to follow God. But God, after you have walked with Him for a while, He start paying attention to very little details, and everything becomes more meticulous, and then. In those details, he's like, all right, cool. So this happened. So are you going to forgive? And you're like, oh, like, Mm -hmm. I kind of don't want to because I (laughs) want to be human and I want to feel and I want to hold on to this and I want to (sniffs) like get the flavor out of it. And he's like, but I don't do that because I forgave you. So how about if you imitate me instead of doing what you were used to? And in those processes, man, is where you stop being who you were and you start being who he created you to be. And it's, yes. Those are hard decisions, it's, man. If, if you look
0: at it, it's like, Pastor Spencer, I'm going to call you. It, it, God called him in prison to be his servant. I know when I gave my life to Jesus, I said, man, that's it. It's going to be peaches and cream. It's gonna be. I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm so serious. It is true. It because is true. you know my testimony and everything that all the suffering I went through in life. And now I'm like, that's it. It's like I, I made it. I run the race. Nice. Bah, I made it through like seriously. I'm like, that's it. I didn't know that divorce was going to be part of this. You know, I didn't know that I was going to suffer. So God calls Pastor Spencer, sets him aside, um, ten years in prison. Then he gets out. His daughters are homosexual, you know, practicing homosexual. And then he gets married, and it's worse than the ten years in prison. <laughs> but I called you, son. Man, it's like yes, the trials are real, man. Real. But now people see him preaching. The man can preach. He can preach up a storm. And you will see him from the outside, and you say, "What a man of God! With so- I bet you he has a perfect life. Yeah, oh. He got it all yeah. together. This is how the outside world sees it. That's how that's how they see yes. it, and that's
2: how they judge you. Yes. If you're not in that yes. perfect, uh-huh. you know, face and perfect, you know, yeah. pastor, uh, whatever, yeah, then oh, you're not a man of God. Who made you a judge of that? Yeah. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying, and then." If you walk with God, I was I was watching this yesterday, and it, and it's so related to this. There is here in the U.S. there is this image of Jesus that Jesus is love and that Jesus is everything good and he is yeah, but he suffered yeah and he's a warrior, and he is a man and he stood up for the right thing and but people want to see him just like love and like peace and love hippie, and hippie, like hippie yeah yeah Jesus. and it's like it's like no bro and then here in the US everybody wants Jesus to be love but there's a part of the life of Jesus that is suffering
0: cup of suffering
2: and when we have to go through that was, it, it comes with the package yeah. it who comes was, with the package
1: who was the the two most angriest people in the bible Two most
0: angriest. Who got angry the most in the Bible? I would say one of them is going to be Jonah. Not most angry, but he was angry at God. He's <laughs> mad. God called him, and no. he went the opposite I way. I'm going to tell you who was the two most angry
1: people in the Bible: mm-hmm. God and Jesus.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they got mad yeah. at stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: you know. Yeah, but see. But I, the, said, the cool th- I, I said that to say this, people want you to be this perfect person, but you're going to get mad. Yeah, you're going to make some mistakes. But the key is, God roaks the hell out of you, yeah, to show you who you are. And that I'm going back to the the divorce thing. I was so angry. Hmm. But God had to show me me. See, that's why I say, I can't blame her. She can't blame me. No matter what she did to me, it's how the man of God reacts. Hmm. How you handle it. You see? I didn't even have to go to divorce court because God knew I don't believe in divorce. So he allowed, God allowed. And see, church folk don't like to hear this here. God allowed because what did he say? He allowed divorce because of the hardness of the heart. Mm. Yep. So if he was all right with it, I was all right with it. And people say, oh, you shouldn't have got married again.
2: <laughs> Who are you to decide that for me? Exactly.
1: Like, it's just crazy. So, and see, that's the thing. They'll take the scripture yeah. and misinterpret the text. Yeah. What's being said. So, that's why the church is in the condition that it's in because they faking it,
0: they make it. Yeah. And he's going to say, yeah. depart from me, me. workers of iniquity. of iniquity. I, I never, never knew, you. knew you. Yeah. So
1: he rather for us to, because he know anyway. Yeah. Adam, where are thou?
0: Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah.
1: Elijah, why are you there? Hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah, what are you doing, bro? Huh? You just you just had the, the biggest win of your life. Elijah, what, are you doing, what are you doing, bro?
0: 400 <laughs> false promise. You see? So Yeah.
1: The Bible comes alive in our life. Yeah.
0: So, so you, you got family. married for the second time. You're married now? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, we're going on 18 years. Uh so I was divorced over 18 years ago, oh, and God. February 3rd will be 18 years. And I'll tell you, it's the toughest thing you will ever do in life. It's just horrible, man. It's like it's not horrible, it's so horrible. but it's like the way God you know why? Cre- creates is so why? different. Uh-huh. You know why? Yeah.
1: Anything that God institutes, mm-hmm. the devil don't like. Oh, amen. Marriage was instituted by God. Yeah. So the devil fights so hard. Man. He fights so hard. And, and if you ever... Sit down and think about some of the stuff that they say and how we look at them. It's strange. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. But look what God does. And I said it last podcast. uh, We naturally respect, but we don't naturally love. Love. So, God is telling us, commanding us to love our wives and our wives to respect, and they don't naturally respect, so we see and again, I spoke about this in the last podcast it's the way God created us is like, man, you get married, you better die to yourself. I mean, every single day, you better die to yourself because He says, deal with her with understanding but I'm, but lord they have no underst- I'm just kidding but it's like how do you deal with them your understanding and, and and it's you, god that you, does you it you
1: know the funny part about it I was um I was reading this book right before I came over I I, I had it a long time but I was reading and it and it was it was saying something to the effect of when you consider getting married Make sure you get to know the individual. You'll never get to
0: know them. No, no, (laughs) that's so true. So no, so 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 so
1: sometimes books will lead you in the wrong direction. (laughs) Books good for campfires. Yes, books. (laughs) You know, know? so it's like no, and Mm -mm.
2: (laughs) and the other part is that people change, man. Like like you know, Mm. like life 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 is not the same, you know. And then you grow up. Sometimes you grow apart, uh, you you change, they change, and you have to put all those things in consideration. So what you said before is very real. Like if you don't have God in the middle yeah. of it, yes. all of those yeah. changes, all of those things affect you, and then you start drifting away from, right. from one another. Because,
0: but you know why you drift? Because love is a duty. Yes. Love is not an emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's a decision it's, that you make each and every day. So, yeah. so if it's an emotion, that emotion one day it's gonna go away. Comes in but and if out. it's a duty, God, I this is your daughter. My covenant is with you, there is no end. And you could you could love her. Yeah,
1: you could love her, but if a woman ever get in her mind that you don't love her, it's gonna be hell.
0: God. Yep. Hell here on earth.
2: It's and the and the, the demonstration of your love. For example, like for me, demonstrating my love is one thing, but for them, yeah, it's demonstrating my love yes, is yes, another yes. different thing. And if I don't do it the way they want it, they don't
1: see us loving them because you you got you got some women they very controlling. Yep. Oh yeah, and when you yeah. take control, they they have an issue. Right. You don't. They don't ever want to hear no. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care if you um drain the bank account. I want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> you know?
1: So it's a it's a it's an ongoing issue and, yeah. and 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 more so than ever, you have to look at it from a mental state, a lot of mentally challenged.
0: Yeah, wow. Yep. Wow. Well, well, let them run and, and, on and, there. And, <laughs> no, and, and, and with the emotions, like, yeah. you know, the emotions,
1: yeah.
2: women are mm. more emotional though, than 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 thinkers, and us men are more thinkers than, than emotional. So in that mix, it's kind of like what you were saying, you know, like, like they don't know how to process, you know, the way we think, and we don't know how to process the way they feel.
0: Yeah. I believe when you said mentally challenged, I believe that they hold on to the past. I mean, I think this is almost like every woman. They'll remember the time, they'll remember the date, and they'll repeat what happened 30 years ago. 30 years ago. And over and over. And I believe that is where the enemy really takes control of their mind and their emotions. So Uh um, remember, before Mm -hmm. anything happens mentally, you were saying a a mental... um, uh, what do you say to uh, a mental disability? Yes, mm-hmm. it first starts spiritually. Yes, you know, um, this is not biblical, but the campground of the enemy is an idle mind. When that yes. mind goes, Is he with another woman? Oh, what is he doing? What is he, whatever, whatever it is, or, or thinking about the past, yeah. man, the enemy will come in and you no longer hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, but the dirty spirit, the, dirty oh, that, spirit. the speculation, yeah. the yeah.
2: speculation that you create in your mind. Yes, it's, it's
0: when when.
1: when When Abraham went to sacrifice, he had to shoo away the birds. Tried to come and eat up the sacrifice. That's what I tell women. (laughs) When those thoughts come, shoo Mm, them away. That's good. That man ain't nowhere doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And and see, that was one of the biggest problems in my marriage, my first marriage. Because why? I could go to Walmart if I take too long in her mind. Because mm. some nigga don't jacked up long time ago. Wow. You know. And I said, I can't pay for what another nigga did to you.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's and it's that holding on to the past. Hold it, hold and to hey, you. I'm gonna right. make you pay. I'm gonna make you pay for what this other person yes. did. And it makes no sense, yeah. bro. But that's,
1: deliverance that's is real, deliverance, deliverance is, exists, yes. but you gotta want you it. You gotta want it. Yeah.
0: You gotta God. want
1: it. You know, you, you have to be real with yourself. Yeah. You know, this this is where I'm at. You yeah. know, and that's why it's good to 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 communicate and and, and, and let each other know. It's yeah. just a lot of men, too. A lot of men hold on to a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we need deliverance. Amen. So, yeah. You know, and we can't, you know, brush it up under the rug. The yeah. pastor, the bishop, the apostle, can't
0: help you if you keep holding on to it. Come on. Yeah. Yep. I went on a five-day fast, absolute fast, and I'm like, God, speak to me, speak to me. Now, I was praying for something in specific, but God showed me something total, <laughs> total opposite. opposite. And I'm like, God, that's not what I <laughs> asked you. <laughs> so I was fasting, and uh, God revealed to me, he goes, uh, don't uh, warlocks and witches, don't they cast spells and, and speak death? And I'm like, yeah. James chapter 3, with with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, with that same tongue, we curse, man. And yes, Lord, I I know the scriptures. He goes, you've been cursing your wife. Like, what? Every time you speak death over her, you're putting a curse over her. He says, but not only that, she's speaking death over you. So we spoke about that, and and I believe God broke that in our marriage, man. Because... um, She'll get on my nerves, or I will get on her nerves, yes. and, and what comes out of her mouth, it, it, you know, it ain't pretty. It ain't you know, pretty. Um, dumb, you're stupid, yes. you're this, you're that. You're you're speaking curses, you're speaking yes. hexes, and I'm like, wow, God, I was doing the work of a warlock, basically, yes. and, and you know, so God convinced convicted me that of that in my fast, man, yes. and now he says speak blessings,
1: yes. yeah, and, man. and 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 so he dealt cool. with me a couple of days ago because I was. Um, I was I was up to here, you know, and I, I said, "Well, Lord, I promise you, I won't complain anymore." Mm. You know, if stuff be out of place at the house. I I I'm one. I don't I don't like stuff out of place at the house, you know, yeah. and I was voicing it and, and basically doing the same thing, you know. Mm. Of, are
0: you lazy? Uh huh. <laughs> you know, what
1: I'm curse. We, we can't do that. Amen. We can't do that. We giving room to the enemy. So I apologize to God And I say well I'm not going to complain I'm just And I begin to see a change Mm. Because I was used to going You know In the wall mode You know But if you Humble yourself Yes You don't have to say a word Because why When you walk in your home You walk in power and authority Amen And everything come up In a subjection when the king walks Come on. in. Come on. But if the king's out of place mm. and acting up, yep. they ain't finna do nothing. Yep. So even as men of God, we have to learn how to watch
2: God. Well, you have to learn how to let God in each and every area of your life. Yes. And yeah. some areas are easy, to, to let God in in some other areas. Yep. We're like, no, no, I oh, got this. and, got, and, and You yeah, know, like, exactly. like, hey, this is yes. me and that's uh-huh. it. And, uh-huh. you know, I've always done it this way. And God is like, yes. no, what are you doing, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, let me in. Right. And sometimes it takes us years to realize that and just open up and let God really like yeah. work with us what
0: he's always wanted to do. So you're 57 now. 57, yes. Man, I'm 51 and he looks younger than me. <laughs> So <laughs> what would you tell a young man? You know, you now you have fifty so you were saved when you were sixteen, fifteen? No. No, no I, you
1: I had an encounter when I was eight. Eight I, years old. But I didn't have no knowledge of it.
0: Until what age? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Yeah, that was the same age that I uh um started. Well, I gave my life, let me see, was it twenty four? Yes, twenty four was it when I gave my life to Jesus? I think that's what we spoke about in ministry. Yeah, I was 24 yeah. years old, um, so now you have wow—that's a lot of years, man. But wait
2: a second—you never said when you were 24 and God takes you back to eight. You never—you never, you never finished the story. Like you know, He takes you back to when you had the vision, and then what did He show you?
1: He showed me that I was open blind, I was kept, kept free, and I didn't understand it. And I, I called my sister, and she explained some things to me. And from that point on, the guy that was how holding Bible study, it was like he was directing me. But I, and I hadn't even mentioned anything to him. Hmm. So I knew it was God. It was God and, feeding that vision. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so okay. and, and by the time I get sentenced, I go to... Um, South Florida Reception Center, running to another man of God. And everywhere I went in the institution, God had somebody there in place to nurture me. And me, I'm, I'm very, very, i am always been a reader and a writer. So I'm getting deep in the road and God just opening up avenues, just showing me. And I never forget... um. I used to love Baptist preachers, even though I didn't go to church. But the times that I went, I used to love the way these Baptist preachers, how they teach first and then they are and Chaplain Polk was at Jackson. Um, white guy, and but I thought he was black, cause <laughs> coming 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 down <laughs> and I'm hearing this preaching. Mm, I said. Mm. Ah, I said I asked. I said, "We got a visitor today." <laughs> <laughs> but man, this man was breaking it down and like, man. February just came in, and the whole month of February, they had different churches from Alabama coming in <laughs> ministering to us, and wow. man, it was a, a, a revival. Mm. And that's what started me to preaching on the wreck yards. Mm. Man, I "Man, you know." And God just maneuvered me all during this time. And it's like, I always read the scripture, blessed is he who is mine and stayed on the Lord. So I kept my mind on the Lord. I, I wrote eight later, letters. I wrote eight letters because I had eight girlfriends when I left. <laughs> <laughs> I can't write no more. Amen. I can't call no more. It, it was just like he for a long time, he took me on a journey. And he just sat with me and just allowed himself to pull inside of me. Amen. And all along he was showing me my call.
2: That's so cool. How showing did you me. end up in the prison ministry? So you get out of prison, you know, you get you get into into the world again. I was
1: I was I was the president of Alcoholic Victors, changed the name to Aiming for Victory. So I started a prison ministry from within the prison gates, and I used to invite people in. I preach one Saturday and let them preach one Saturday. Okay. So uh, God had already maneuvered me for the ministry before I even got out. So, and when I got out, I I met this guy, and they was doing prison ministry. I just moved from Maryland, and we took a four hour class in pulp correction and I've been rolling ever since <laughs> amen yeah
2: and then for example, you were saying that God prepared you for that ministry what is like when you talk to people that are on death row, what was the preparation that God gave you in order for you to make an impact in those people
0: oh he could relate no I but you know for be, one but for example like he gives he starts with the number well <laughs> What was your prison number?
1: 703796. And they know exactly <laughs> where
0: he's coming from. <laughs> they connect, man. I I've, I've it's, seen it's, a it's, minister. They connect. It's
1: it's it's it's, it's like this and um believe it or not when I first got called into ministry, I wouldn't say nothing. I, I let everybody else do everything. And then one day um the guy he told me he said, "Man, you going to have to say something." And I said something, and I liked it. I liked it. so. <laughs> and me, I'm one. Um, I don't practice to, to say anything. I like God to just flow, let me flow. And that's where I'm comfortable at. So wherever I be, I can start a conversation. It's going to always be about God, you know, we'll start out talking about football or something, but then me, I'm an illustration preacher, so I'm going to have to illustrate some stuff
0: to you, <laughs> you know what
1: yeah. I'm saying, how the game could change if you allow the coach to speak into your life. Amen. Yeah. You know, the coach is Jesus, you see? Yeah. So he he gave me all kind of tools and Amen. this is my life. You know, and when I came out here and the church tried to box me in a box, (laughs) I I preached by, you can't box me in a box. You know, I didn't come with eloquent speech. I came with power and demonstration. Amen. So. Amen. That's just how God operates, man. It's (laughs) It's, 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 It's wonderful, man. It's like, I was at Polk Correctional. Ministering one time and, and 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 God slayed the chaplain there. Hmm. Amen. Slayed the chaplain. And them
0: chaplains are like a hard to harden
1: because a lot of them is just wanting money. Correct. They they they, they not yep. saved.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. So. I ministered one time and uh, the chaplain. I don't know. I'm not sure if you were there. They shut down that service. Uh, I don't think you were there with uh, the there was a comedian there. Did you ever no, no. you know who went with me? Um oh man. Uh, the, the big guy that we minister with and 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 uh death row. Carl. Huh? Carl, Carl, yes, yeah. He was there, man, and they, he shut it down. The inmates started going crazy, speaking in tongues and yelling and screaming. I don't know. And man, I was it's just fire, fire, fire. Wow. He came and he shut it down. Let's go, let's go. All the car the guards came and and man, everyone left. They were angry and I say, continue to rejoice. They never invited me back there, by the way. <laughs> but that fire yes. came down. People are scared of that fire, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. yeah. I was telling him Chris was there. Who's Chris? Chris, uh, they went to New Orleans. Oh, he was there. Yeah. He was in shock. He was in shock. I was telling
2: him, you know, before we started recording that uh, I found, like I was looking in the papers that I have and there were some pictures and stuff. And I found the paper that you have Mm. to fill out the form in order to go to the prison ministry. Like you, like in 2019, Uh we were like, hey, you know, we're going to go and this and that. So you're like oh you gotta pray you know you gotta be prayed up you know that that environment is not like the streets yeah, and this and that exactly. and i was just like <laughs> i was just like all right cool like whatever yeah. like i'm excited you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah but um yeah i remember you were you were saying stories about it like like a huge guy came and he hugged you and like, he carried you and you were like a little puppy. I'm to die. Like. <laughs> die. I'm to die. You know, I'm lifers, you
0: know, but yeah, I've had beautiful experiences, man. And the thing is that God had never allowed me to spend one day behind bars ever. He never allowed me to use any drugs. And I probably had six Bud lights. I'm exaggerating less than that in <laughs> my whole entire life, you know? So, but, but, I pro- God probably used me to bring more drunkards and drug dealers and homeless and, you know, drug addicts and, you know, anyone I know. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go through something no. in order to preach. You just need Jesus, That's man. It. That's it's it. it.
1: It's it's only one message. <laughs> you preach that message, you know, and he allow you many different experiences that you can relate to people. I never forget. I was at... I break room, and this girl, that's how I end up in prison ministry because I didn't know how to get in. So when I was giving my testimony, and the girl just out of the blue, she said, I need you to meet somebody. She called this guy. And he was living in Maryland at the time, and he was on death row, and he got a book out that he got delivered to his mother living room from death row, mm. and met him, conversed, and, and he he guided me how to get into prison ministry. You know, so um, God to place people in your life. Amen. That you fulfill what he called you to do.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and mm. and met him. We we went and gave our testimonies in many different prisons. They was able to relate. You know, because you know, and then we. We got a team of people that 90% of our team is, is ex-felons. Mm-hmm. You know, and then my sister, she comes with us. She could relate from the place of having a son in prison. Mm-hmm. So she could relate to, you know what I'm saying, the guys.
0: Well, that, the mom side right. of it. Wow. You know, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. It's so. powerful. I'm remembering also there was a uh, it was a chaplain service. And I was calling them life row instead of death row, yeah, bro, remember? Yeah. So I remember um, they gave the, the radical one the microphone, but the, the preacher that gave it to me was like, no, but I had grabbed it, I'm <laughs> yeah. too late. You remember yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> I went up, and I just said, Father, in the name of Jesus, Condorobo Robo and I just yeah. started. And it was like, he was looking at me like, give me the mic. I am not giving you the mic. Bro, the Holy Spirit went, whoa. Everyone that grabbed that mic, there was no yeah. soft, yeah. intellectual yeah. speak. It was fire, yeah. fire, fire, huh? Every preacher that grabbed that mic was on fire, yeah. bro. God's present went, boom. Oh. I never touched that mic again after that, the following year, hey, yeah. just do your rap That's music, true, yeah. you know? <laughs> Get people in the flesh, hey. Man, I'm not a rapper, bro. I'm a preacher, preacher. Bro. <laughs> exactly, you know? That was yeah. fun, man. Uh, I, I relate
2: to what you were saying before that you don't need to go through the experience in order to preach, but yeah. you have to be real. Of you course. know what I mean? Yeah. And you have to come from a place of truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my experience has been you know i'm not a preacher but whenever i have shared either my testimony or the gospel with somebody god has never let me speak about something that i have never gone through mm. and and because i've i've been through it it comes from a place of of reality, reality. and yes. in that reality he speaks of what he's done in my life and people can relate to it or not but they understand that you you're talking your truth. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not you're not giving them uh hey, let's do this prayer so you know, let me let me make you know, let me let me my have my quarter of 10 yeah, souls for let, the me, week. Yeah, let, let <laughs> me have let me have 15 people <laughs> yeah. th- today, you yeah. know. And and they do this this prayer yeah. and then you know, oh they went to heaven. Bro, mm. like that's so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But when you speak from a from a place of truth, People can see it, man, because you're looking at you're looking inside their eyes and they're like, yo, why is this guy telling me this weird stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah. And he's like like all, all in. You know, they don't understand it. They don't understand it. And and those are the moments where you actually kind of like, hey, you know what? Let me just take you over here. And you kind of stop everything, and everything kind of like freezes. And then you're like in that moment where
0: where eternity is meeting that person. person yes. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's really yeah. cool. Though. So so fifty seven man, you've been through so much. What advice would you give a young man? So looking back, and you know when you were hardhead and you know hothead, what if you were speaking to? Do you remember talking about that? Do you remember that argument I got with that young kid, African American kid? I don't know if you were there. It was death row. And I was yelling, yelling, yelling at him. Oh and
1: yeah, I remember I was there. I pulled I pulled you to the side. You're I'm the one something. that put your hand <laughs> in my shoulder.
0: I lost it. Yes. Like I lost my rabbit mind preaching to this kid. <laughs> yes. Because I saw me in him, bro. Oh wow. And it was you when he touched my shoulder. <laughs> I, I came and then I, I apologized to the kid, but it was like, can't you see where yeah, you're at? Yes. You're about to die and you're still hard-headed, you know? And I'm like, I went off on him like if he was my own child, wow. man. And as soon as I felt his, his hand on my shoulder, I woke up and I was like, oh, that's not me. I literally yes. felt I was talking to me. Wow, that's crazy. So if you were talking to your 15-year-old self, man, what would you what advice would you give yourself and you can look at this camera right here? I,
1: I don't know what advice I would give myself.
0: Probably to trust in Jesus that's fifteen. You could start with that. <laughs> he wasn't saved. <laughs> you know? It's
1: it's it's like this, okay. Um we was in Fort Pierce, we was doing a street service. And I had the opportunity to, to see a bishop, try to witness to a young man. Hmm. But then I stepped in because I, like you say, you saw yourself in that individual. I saw myself in that individual. And I gave him my testimony how I used to be that guy that thought I was untouchable. So, yeah, I could give the advice to seek God early on to know that you're not untouchable. (laughs) And the road that you're traveling, you don't know what entails on that road. If I knew what I was gonna encounter, <laughs> I wouldn't have made those decisions that I made.
2: You would have run away.
1: You know? Yeah. I'd have listened to my parents. You know, I'd have listened to my mom, you know. I would have, yeah. you know, my brothers and sisters, you know, because those was my parents. They was older than me and they was always guiding me in the right direction. So, yeah. Amen. I will most definitely tell a 15-year-old to to seek God's face at an early age.
0: Amen. Not only did we feel untouchable, I felt eternal. Mm. Like I felt like I wasn't going to die. God, yeah. I don't care who shot me, and I've been shot at, I've been <laughs> set up, but I just knew that I knew I wasn't going to die, you know? And that was the mentality until I trusted in Jesus, and then I was like... <gasps> This thing is real, you know? And now I, I value my life. I didn't think I would make it to 51 years old, you know?
1: You, you know, and uh, that a part about with me? I didn't think that none of this could happen to me. Right. <laughs> you just wake up every day doing what you want to do, but you're not realizing that. Any minute they could surround your house.
2: Yeah, you're not in control. Any
1: minute that, you you know, you could be facing a whole bunch of time. Yeah. You know, it's like we got to start thinking, even now. You know, I was telling a a, a brother the other day, I said, you know, um, if you get in a disagreement with your wife or somebody, Police come. It could go bad. Yep. In a,
2: in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. You know? And your life changes directions like that. Forever.
0: Yep. Forever.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we still is not off the hook. We still have to be like little children. Yeah. And listen to our father. See, I, I, I let the Lord know I, I can't even tie my shoe without him. Amen. I don't trust myself. Yeah. You know? Amen. So we have to stay humble. Yeah. We can't know it all. You know, see, back then I thought I knew it all. But, you know, and that's why we have to reach these kids. We have to reach these kids like never before.
0: Amen. It's true, man. Man, we want to thank you for coming out. I mean, we're gonna have to bring them in, and because I want more details. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the details, you know. I, we want to, to, we to uh, poke more. <laughs> you know, you know what I learned in all my years of ministering that when I get detailed in my past, yes. I connect, bro. Like I remember um, that day that I was preaching. I'm remembering where the Holy Spirit came down. I was, you know, I did a little bit of music, and then I started preaching. I said, my nigga, can I can I just be real with y'all, dog? Come on, come on! I said, look, 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 my nigga, let me just let me just tell you straight up, man. This is who I was. Can I be straight? Come on, come on! And it was like a connection. Yeah. <laughs> and I would use words, you know. You connected with me when you say choose and vows. Yeah. And, you know I, that connects. So I was connecting with them, and they're like, bro. This man is bringing it raw, wow, exactly,
1: and that's what they want. <laughs>
0: Poof, that's
1: that's why, it. That's why I was like, um, "Yeah,
0: we was in." Can we beep the my nigga? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 beep, beep. Yeah. Did he just say a bad word? <laughs> <laughs> but was, what I tell yeah. people is, when I say my nigga, see, my dog, you roll with me. My my nigga is like we 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 tight, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll stand in front of a bullet for you. You know, and we knew that. Word back then, now it's like it's offensive uh, yeah. and it's a bad word. No, that's the most intimate word you can use in the hood, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, so yeah, we um,
1: we was, I, I want to say, was it Polk or Millie? It had to be Millie round the corner from Polk. I, yeah, it was Millie because um, it was like under five years. Of their sins hmm. And I gave it to them Blood raw You know what I'm saying To let them know The test Is when you get out These gates And they need to hear that Cause why You get three meals a day You got a cot to sleep on Yep. But ain't nobody Gonna take care of you out here You're taking care of here Yeah Yeah you got to come out here and work, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah. and you have to behave, and you have to you have to handle people right. and like things that yes. you don't like, and yeah, so, huh?
1: yeah. So yeah, we need to get to blood raw, amen. And see, the church is not doing that. The church is sugarcoating a lot of things.
0: Well, there's no money in street ministry, and there's no money in prison right. ministry. I gotta be real, bro. You know, I I <laughs> know it's gonna. F- Ruffle some feathers and, you know, uh-huh. you're going to have religious folks get angry. Uh-huh. But it's not an investment, man. There's there's no return. The homeless, there's no return. Uh-huh. In the prison ministry, jail ministry, there's no return. You you know, with a man robbed God, you can't do that message, message. in a prison, in the bro. Prison. Exactly. You can't do that in jail. You just can't. And, and if you try to do that in the street, they're going to rob you. <laughs> you know, with a man robbed no, God. God. Yeah. You know, so... But I'm trying to say, man, unfortunately, there is no return, you know, and and church, like you said, the organization, it's a business yeah. and very few has understand that it's an organism, that we are the body of Christ, right. yes. you know, the, the called up assembly. It's us. We are the church, man. And, and we need to recognize that. It's
2: just like I was thinking today, it's so funny because this conversation is so many things that I thought yesterday and today. Um, uh, like I remember when I was in a really good, like money situation, I remember there was a guy, uh, we were at one God ministry and there was this guy, his name was Joseph. I remember him.
0: That, Jerusalem.
2: That he was, he was, uh, he was like in South beach homeless. and you know, he was homeless mm-hmm. He's mailed. He was like dirty and whatever. You still and I still have his picture. And I'm putting him in my car and I'm driving him to South Beach. Cause he's like, yo, I have to take the bus and it's gonna take me like three hours and this and that. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I'll take you. Don't worry about it. Boom. He jumped in my car. And I'm talking to him and I'm like, Like, what do you need, bro? He's like, Oh, I need some shoes and I need this and I need socks. And I'm like, let's go buy him. And I remember I was doing all this stuff. And I was talking to God today about it. And I'm like, God, like you changed me because I was like, yo, get away from yeah. me, bro. And if you yeah. die right next to me, get out because I need to get to where I yeah. need to get. And, and I was just hard. Same and here. like, I was yeah. like, yeah. and then all of a sudden God started changing me and he started helping me see people in a different way. Right. And I'm I'm giving this guy money. I'm I'm giving... Him shoes, I'm taking him to Walmart and people are looking weird at, uh, you know, people are looking him weird at Walmart because he smelled like crazy, bro. And I'm like, he's with me. Uh Like, he's with me and whatever he takes, I'm going to pay for it. And then people were backing up and I'm like, yeah, you know. So he got the stuff. I take him there and we saw him for like two weeks, you know. So he kept coming to church service. Yeah. So he was like, oh, you know, I want to go and I will pick him up and I will bring him over and then we'll take him back. And at the end, you know, uh, we ask him like, "Hey, what, what, what's the deal? Like, where's your family? Like, what do you want to do?" He's like, "Oh, I just want to go and see my family, but I don't have money for um for a bus ride." And we got like two hundred bucks, and we we bought him a, a bus ride. And I was thinking about all of this stuff today because today I'm 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 in a very hard time, money wise, and and life goes full circle, dude. You know, one day I was the one who was helping, and today I'm the one who needs help. Yep. And you have to be humble in order to understand that both positions are, they, both positions put you in a, in, a, in a place where you can see the grace and the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. And it's not about you being on top or you being down, it's about you being able to see God in it no matter where you are. Amen. Okay.
0: I tell people, we don't have to do ministry. We get to do ministry. God gives us the opportunity. Even through the struggles, man, God is with us. And when you
2: were saying that there's no money and this and that, I have never done anything because of money. And that's why, you know, I grew up in street ministry with him and in my walk with God. So when I was in, in church and in the mega church and there was politics and i was like what is this yeah. like because yeah. i was used to just do things out of my heart out of like god saying hey i want you to do this i want you to do i want you to give this person a hundred bucks and i'm like yeah i just work for those hundred bucks like right. okay
1: and and and, and coming, not to cut you off but coming out of prison and preaching on the red yard and preaching in the multi-purpose building and then coming out here and people called, asked me to come preach. And then they asked me, what is my honorarium? <laughs> <laughs> what, is,
0: what is my what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it, it baffled me. I said, yeah. what do you mean?
2: And I think that's the most real. Yeah, I don't preach for money. <laughs> that's the most real thing about the gospel. That is, that is, give freely what you freely receive. Yeah. And when you really do that, man, it's so real. Like people read it as real because I, you're not trying to trick him. You're not trying to get him yeah. into anything. You're just saying, man, God did this for me, and it's it was so huge that I had to tell you about it. And and they look at you like, why are you telling me this weird stuff? And and you have to say like because it's the it's the truth of my life, is yeah. what changed me, is what is what is what defined my life. And and
0: if it did it for me
2: it's, it's gonna do, do it for you. you. And yeah.
0: Jesus, he preached it, but he always charged nineteen ninety five plus shipping and handling <laughs> and a goat. You know, it's like I, every time I hear, oh, the Jesus was yeah. rich, and he says foxes have holes <laughs> and the birds in the nest have, you know, uh, the birds have nests, but the man, the man has nowhere to lay his head. You know, and it's like, come on, I mean, let's put money to the side. This has everything to do with the soul, you know, with your soul. And, you know, the Bible says that the love of money is the root to all type of evil. And I believe a lot of these churches, a lot of these men and women of God, they, they start right. They hear the voice of God, but then you have this good uh ideas that starts coming hey let's let's make it bigger let's do this let's radio station and you know they spend all this money on nice clothes and radio stations and I, I get all of that but then now you're asking for money money you're you're hurting the church because there's people in church that are you know their houses are in foreclosure uh they're they're going through uh, extreme situations especially now with this inflation what do you do Mm. pay the radio station or or you help the body you know well
2: if you have if you have an operation in a church where there's millions of dollars have to come in monthly right to keep up with
0: it yeah
2: it puts pressure it but puts pressure what on, about on, the organism it, it, it puts pressure on <laughs> on A-list ask for the tithing five times in a service yeah. and stuff like that and, yeah. and you feel that that yeah. pressure you feel that discomfort yeah. but the truth is that the church in the book of acts right it grew exponentially because they would actually meet at home yeah. they would eat together and Simplicity they would share life yeah. they were not going to the synagogue and oh let's make a bigger synagogue and no yeah. it was like yo yeah. let's live life together and let's share
1: this and yeah. and, and if i had a dollar
0: <clears throat> and you have five dollars they would share it we brought all of yeah. together. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm hearing it's like a lot of ministers are more fo- focused on on the organization while the organism is hurting man. Mm-hmm. And the organism is the actual body of Christ, not the brick and mortar yep. the church, but I guess we we lose vision man and and it's no longer about the pews but now it's the the nice smoke you know the the AC blowing, the screens and the, and the, and the instruments
2: and the music and and Man, look, we're, there's, going, we're there, going to hell. there's bro. nothing wrong <laughs> with it. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. But when that is the main focus, then right. we lost it, bro. Yeah. Because at, at, yeah. at the end, if you don't have the smoke and the screens or anything, yeah. But you have the chance to be with somebody and right. speak. That's what it's all
0: about, dude. Yeah. And, and I think what's happening is that they're kicking. The Holy Spirit out of the church. I think that's what's happening. When there is no fear of God in the church, it's just a gathering. It's just another gathering, man. Mm -hmm, And I think that's what happens, you know. um, And I get this a lot. And we spoke about it like a couple of podcasts ago. But um, you can smoke, you can drink, you can have sex out of wedlock, but you can't speak in tongues, you can't lay hands on the (laughs) sick, and you can't cast out (laughs) demons. This is what it's it's happened. It's breaking my heart, man. It's weird. It's It's weird, dude. It's weird. And it's crazy. And if we're hurting, if we're hurting like this as as the body of Christ, don't you think that Jesus is hurting also? You know, so brother, thanks for coming out. I mean, we can talk for for another five hours. Yeah, this was um, awesome,
1: man. Thanks for having me out.
0: We're going to have to bring you back another day and and get more details out of him. Yeah, we got got to squeeze the juice out of him. (laughs) We didn't even get into what type of drugs he sold and, you know, what was the setup. Sometimes we get a little uh, too detailed, brother. But may the Lord bless you, man. And I pray that, you know, we'll see you again soon, brother.